You're listening to Sweet. This episode is all about travel. How do you travel with triplets? And keep your sanity. I think that might be the hardest part. Because mm-hmm. the crime gets to you in the oh car. Goodness. Yeah, and there are so many trips. We'll get back and we're just, we're done. Frazzled. <laughs> we'll unpack tomorrow. Let's just put these kids to bed. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, when we first when we first found out we were having triplets, and we've talked we've talked about this in much er- earlier episodes, older, earlier, whatever. Um, when we found out we had triplets, one of my first thoughts after we left the the ultrasound appointment was, we don't own a vehicle large enough. We have a two thousand seven Hyundai Sonata, and that was the vehicle we thought we could I could go to school with. We finished with it was paid off. It is paid off. We still have it. Um, and, um, definitely hold our family till we were done with school. <laughs> right. Right. Cause one more kid would fit in there just fine. <laughs> Obviously triplets put a Don't. damper on that. Yeah. So we, we had to, I got on a lot of forums when we were looking for vehicles and, um, we're in Eastern Idaho. Those who don't know, um, during the winter, it can be, I mean, just snow and ice everywhere. It's, it's a difficult drive and could be scary. So we wanted a vehicle that, I wanted a vehicle that was all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. And the problem was I couldn't find any of those that would fit four car seats. Um, We wound up going with a 2004 Hyundai Sonata um, because the Hyundai Sonata was big enough that it could, well, except our year. (laughs) I think our year, the year before and the year after, or maybe it's three years before, I don't remember. Uh, It was the only one that couldn't fit three car seats along the back row, which is what we were hoping for. But all of them can fit a triplet stroller in the back. Um, and there are a lot of minivans that don't have enough room for that. The other vehicle, the other minivan that was recommended was the, I think it was the Chrysler Town and Country. Um, and I don't know if that's the model of the minivan or if that's like a, an extended package of the minivan. But um, that's what we wound up going with. Now we drive a 2001 Suburban. And that fits a lot car- more spacious. Yes, that fits car seats way easier. All three boys are in the middle uh, bench row, and then Nika's in the very back. And my goodness, it's just night and day. Um, so uh, the the Honda Odyssey, we'll we'll call it the minivan in the suburban or the burb. We call it the burb a lot. I think a lot of people call it burb a burb. I don't. You don't? <laughs> well, Janae doesn't. Um, That's okay. Maybe it's like me and like the four people I talk to outside of our family. Um, so anyway, um, the minivan, um, traveling in the minivan was kind of difficult. Uh, there there wasn't a lot of room for everything. Yeah, took some work, took some adjustments. Yeah, the nice thing is the back seat was actually large enough that we could fit um, the individual packages of diapers underneath, and you have to pack a lot of diapers. Um, what we really should have done, but you can't plan this, I guess, and we talked about it even then. We should have just driven down, bought the diapers down there, used them, and then... Right. But we had talked about that because we couldn't plan it. They, You can't schedule how often your kids are going to go to the bathroom. Like, you just can't. You know, you can estimate. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's why we overpacked diapers. But anyway. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and so there were little pockets that were nice in the minivan. I'll admit, for, like, daily commuter, the minivan was the winner. In my opinion, The like, 
to get everybody in and out of the minivan was a lot smoother than the Suburban. The Suburban, everybody has to be lifted in. Um, I mean, we had to lift the boys too because they were newborns, but like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know which one would be. It's hard to call. Both had their pros and cons. Yeah. So technically, we still have the minivan. Um, The timing belt tensioner seized and the timing belt broke about 20,000 miles early. Um, Janae's shrugging like, that's not important. (laughs) But now you know. We don't need to go into that. (laughs) Um, Me and my cousin are... We started to try and fix it. There was a delay, and so we'll try again this summer. Um, uh, anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. So um, the other thing, when we got the, the minivan, we know we needed a DVD player in it because we thought we'd be traveling back and forth to Utah a lot more than we are right now. Um, and so we found with the DVD player, uh, it's the older kind that doesn't have HDMI. So RCA, if you don't know what that is, it's the yellow, white, and red plugs. If you don't know what that is, you're probably too young anyway, so don't worry about it. Um, but we found that we could use a, a small computer called a Raspberry Pi to host our media. And it was nice because there was a remote on our phones. So Janae could sit in the driver passenger seat not driver's seat. <laughs> Janae could sit in the passenger seat on her phone and turn on a new movie for them. And um, that was really nice for Nika, at least. At the time, it was just Nika to yeah. entertain her. Well, the boys, we switched the boys to front facing in the minivan. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And then, um, and so the movies were, were good then too. Before then, we were talking about what all did we do to entertain them? I forget the... We did glow sticks in the car right. for traveling. We did um, the. I think every parent does this to the toys you hang on the the, the car seat to try to give them something to play with to swat at. Um, <laughs> Just imagine <laughs> cats. Um, they did sleep a lot of the time when we'd travel. Um, usually it was. At least the four-hour drives we would make to Utah, the last hour, possibly, sometimes the last half hour, if we were lucky, we did have screaming babies. Yeah. For the most part, I think our kids were, or the boys at least, were pretty indifferent about riding in the car. Like, they didn't love it. They didn't hate it. It was just a matter of fact, okay, we're in the car now. I don't know. Did you think otherwise? No, that sounds about right. They, They didn't travel well, but they weren't like some kids where you hear scream the entire time yeah or that they they weren't those kids that we could put in the car and drive around for half an hour and they're asleep and so we bring yeah, them in yeah they to didn't bed. care to be in the car yeah yeah it was a they were just just indifferent on it so that wasn't i mean neither a pro nor con um the minivan gave enough room that janae could go walk between all the seats and like give them what they needed and um so that was always nice um and then uh, entertainment and stuff. Uh, we we tried a lot of different things with Nika to make sure she was um, comfortable and entertained. We bought her her own headphones, which she quickly destroyed. She took some thinking around. She gets car sick, so we couldn't do like the travel packets that parents will suggest, or you have them color or um, play games, or um, I can't think of all the options, but like. If you go on any parenting site, they'll give you ideas of how to entertain your child in the car. And Nika got car sick, so if she looked down, um, 
we had that to deal with, which... Yeah, we were out of luck at that um, point. We had a car sick pack. Do you want to... Oh, no, go for it. You explain what we did. Um. So I can't think of... So we would get the red like picnic cups the solo cups is what they're called called? later on we got just we just gave her a normal like big plastic cup yeah and we would put a ziploc bag in it so it would give her something sturdy to hold on to she could have it right next to her car seat and um if she felt sick she could go in that we zip it up and we throw that away and then we had um clorox wipes for cleanup we had gloves um the spray bottle with hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide, peroxide. Yeah. and of course normal wipes to wipe her off yeah but we got pretty good at preparing for uh the car sickness mess <laughs> yeah later on we wound up actually getting a um dewalt makes a vacuum cleaner it's a it's a shop vac wet dry shop vac um and we thought if we ever needed to, we could vacuum up, throw up with that. We never have. And that's probably a good thing because that'd be gross. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to like sterilize the whole thing. But uh, in a bind, we could. We could. Um, but that has been nice for as the boys gotten older and you yeah. do snacks in the car. And um, if you travel with kids, the car just gets gross and crummy. And yeah. it was nice to clean up if we stopped or. Um, uh, trips back and forth vacuum between yeah and um it runs on the on a drill battery so it's really been nice though the, my only complaint is i wish if you plugged it in it would charge the battery but it doesn't do that and i don't i mean i don't know why they didn't do that because that would have been that would have made it much nicer <laughs> yeah um because it only i mean we have, well, with a five amp hour battery you only get about i mean maybe 20 minutes of good vacuuming because I also don't think they put a voltage regulator in there. So as the battery loses voltage, the vacuum loses power. And with a voltage regulator, it would stay the same up until it got to a certain low level of voltage and then it would just shut off, which could also be annoying, but it would be better to maintain the sucking power (laughs) throughout the life of the battery rather than having it diminish throughout the life of the battery. And that's probably way too technical for this podcast. And I'm so sorry. Anyway, I got us sidetracked by saying that back to <laughs> movies and how you did that. Entertainment. Yeah. So we, we'd run the Raspberry Pi and we'd host all of our movies on there. Um, when we started out, we were using a service called Kodi, K-O-D-I, but um, there's a new distribution of it called OSMC. I believe it's Open Source Media Center. Maybe it's Operating System Media Center. I don't... I, I, anyway... They're all derivatives of uh, the XBMC, which was the Xbox Media Center for those that had a first-generation Xbox and hacked it. Not the Xbox One, like the one from like 95 or something. Um, I don't remember when it came out. But um, yeah, so it's this really clean, beautiful interface, actually. If I'm being honest, I think it's my favorite set-top box. Um, We have an Apple TV, we have a Roku, and I, I just think OSMC just... They've done it so well. I, I don't know if anybody else has a better version than this. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so it's really nice. We put all of our movies on a thumb drive. It doesn't require the internet. And we can we can uh, load up the next movie or TV show. 
and you can queue them up. So you can have like three or four movies lined up and it'll just go from one to the other without even having to worry about it. So like if, if it was just me driving, I could set up like five episodes of like Phineas and Ferb, for example. Yeah, it was nice with TV shows because the episodes are only like 20 minutes long and you don't want to be playing a new show every 20 minutes. And so it was really nice to queue up like four or five in a row and so you don't have to pay attention to it again. So it was like turning on a movie. <laughs> right, right. And so um, that's what we used in the minivan. Uh, in the Suburban, it does not have one built in, although Cody, not to be confused with the programming, the operating <laughs> system Cody. thing. My cousin Cody, he wants us to put one in. Now that he, he recently got a, a new vehicle with one in there, he's like, this is amazing. You should put one in yours. I'm like, I know we loved it in the van. Anyway, so maybe that'll happen. Um, from what I understand, it's not horribly difficult to put them in. It's just time consuming. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Anyway. But what we'll use is... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I don't know the name of it. <laughs> what we use in the Suburban. What's the oh, uh, it's a Windows? Surf- yeah, we use a Surface Pro 2 for the new one. Um, the, advantage is, the advantage with that, we were going to go with an Android tablet, but the advantage with the Windows tablet is, and, and maybe Android can do it now, when we bought it, it wasn't really a strong option. Uh, the Windows tablet will produce a Wi-Fi signal, so we don't need a separate router in the car like we were using with the Raspberry Pi. And so we can remote with it without needing anything else. It I don't remember what it's called right now, like shares its Wi-Fi or something, but it'll produce a Wi-Fi network, which is really nice. Um, it does crash a lot more. Yeah, it's a lot more finicky. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. But it is Cody for Windows. Um as of the recording, well, actually, I don't know. Actually, I haven't looked up the last, I think, year and a half. There might be an OSMC for Windows now, um, but Kodi for Windows is pretty unstable. Um, so it's not as good, but it, it's not terrible. Um, but the the Surface Pro 2 is kind of bad, if I'm being honest. Like, of, of all the computers we've owned, I think that might be my least favorite. Um just not not a well-made machine in my opinion the threes were a lot better and i've heard great things about four and i think five is out maybe six is out now i've heard good things since two but it, it was like the black sheep of the again i'm getting too technical for this particular podcast um <laughs> what next <laughs> so packing in the two vehicles um has also been oh no no before we get to there okay in the minivan as soon as we turned the boys around um it was getting really annoying because they would constantly ask for things and so janae would either have to try and hand things back to nika and she would like try and toss them to them but that wasn't really feasible and um and janae getting up and moving back every 10 minutes is also not safe so we got those I don't know what they're called. Like the grippy hand things that people use to like pick up garbage and stuff. Oh, yeah. What are they called? Like it's an extend arm or something. Yeah, I don't remember the correct term of it. Anyway, so we got one of those and we got a nicer one, something aluminum that's going to hold up over time. And um, so Janae could hand things back. And you got to tell this story. The first time you used it on the boys. Uh, The first time I used it on the boys, I can't remember what I put on the end of it, but it was like pretzel, a bag of pretzels or something like that. And I put it on the end and I um, tried, I don't know how to describe that, 
hand it back to them that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it gives you, well, it's like three feet long. Yeah, so it's like the little claw on the end. So I try to hand it to one of them in the back seat. I can't remember which one it was. I'm pretty sure it was Caleb, actually. Was it Caleb? Right, no, because we were joking about it being Caleb because it's mechanical. Okay, and he goes to take it off the hook and he's confused. So it's not a hook. It's, it's oh, <laughs> sorry about that. It's not a hook. It's like a, it's a hand. It's like, like a, a pincher. pincher. Yeah. So she, she pinches it closed with like the, the trigger on the other end and hangs it back there and then she can let go of the trigger and it opens. Yeah. So he holds on to it and I let go of the, what's that called? The handle? The trigger? Sure. The trigger. <laughs> and he, and he just cracks up. He thought it was so funny was that so- this thing opened and I don't know why he thought it was so funny, but he started laughing and then the other two just started laughing and they were all just giggling. And um, I don't think they could talk yet. No, they couldn't. It was just, it was just so funny for them. And obviously for us to have all three of them laughing at this, uh, I think Nika called it the robot arm. Yeah, that sounds about right. But they laughed like I gave it to the two in the back that way and they all just giggled for a while over that. And then the next two times, they still would giggle every single time I had to give them. Yeah. And honestly, the first time, honestly, they were laughing for like 10 minutes. It was a long time. Maybe yeah, 10 is a little bit of an overkill, but it was. Yeah. They just thought it was so funny. I don't know why. Maybe because it moved and they weren't expecting it to move. So there's a the little bit of that scare, you know, the. Oh, I guess that could be it. Like the, the humor that comes after like, oh, it's safe. Yeah. We didn't die. <laughs> but it was really adorable. So that's something we still use today. It's been really nice. We can hand stuff back yes. to kids and back to Nika. Um, the downside to it is you can't sneak anything. So like Nika's in the very back now in the Suburban. And like if she's like, hey, can I have cookies? It's like, yeah, but don't tell your brothers. They can see it. Like there's no. Yeah. They're too smart for that anyway. Now they they know when Nika's getting a special treatment over them and they complain so that's why when we load up now we put all the special treats back with nika so they don't know (laughs) right just give them to her right away (laughs) yeah like strawberries is like one of her special treats for example like i mean yeah our, our kids love fruit and vegetables like way more than we thought they would (laughs) um they'll pick it over candy and chips sometimes like fruits and vegetables win yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, now packing with the two. So with the minivan, it was always tight. Um, yeah, it was always a puzzle. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to put everything in. We wound up having to stick things between the bucket seats and the back seat. And then we'd like put stuff between like in between the seats. So like, it, we'd get to the point where the car was just packed full and we were driving four hours with no space in the car. And it was just miserable. And um, one of our trips down, my dad was really kind and gave us uh, my family's old car top carrier. They they bought it back in the 90s, maybe even late 80s. It's huge. (laughs) And um, it easily fit at least all of our luggage. Yeah, it fit all of our luggage. So anything extra went in the Suburban or the van. Uh, And now with the Suburban... We don't need it. Yeah, the car seat took up most of the, oh, the, the trunk. stroller. Yeah, 
Oh, sorry. I meant yeah. stroller. The stroller took up most of it. And so as soon as we were able to stop bringing the stroller down, it was a lot. We, we surprisingly had a lot more room. Yeah. The stroller, uh, it's a jogging stroller, side-by-side jogging stroller. And there's something called a Joey seat that goes on the front. And um, Janae's brother-in-law, Janae's sister's husband, my brother-in-law as well. I'm not sure... Yeah, my anyway, brother-in-law. There we go. Um, he was really kind, and he found it for us and got it all together. And it has been amazing. I uh, just, it's such a smooth stroller, and to have all three in them, all three of them in it, was amazing. It was just great. Um, and so when we went down to Utah, we would bring it with us. We have family in Utah. Maybe that's not clear. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you know us personally. You know. We have family in Utah. We have family in Utah. And we live in eastern Idaho, so we drive the five hours occasionally, five to six hours now, um, to get to to go see to go see family. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the suburban is definitely a clear winner when it comes to packing. Everything fits in the back and we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And there's still room. Um All fairness though, we have a lot less now to pack than we used to. That is true. Um well so there's nowhere else that we would go, so we kept like the porta cribs down in Utah, um, and that saved a lot of room. The first time we had to haul those down, we had no room for anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a bare bones trip, and it was miserable. But um, yeah, so we were able to get we we switched over to the suburban, and the gas mileage is not great. But we can fit everyone. It's comfortable and we can fit all of our stuff. And the four-wheel drive in the snow up here has been amazing. Uh, We never get stuck. We only got stuck once in the minivan, twice in the minivan. We got chains and that kind of fixed it. But we never really had terrible winters either with the minivan. It wasn't until we got the Suburban that we had um, a bad winter. Yeah. With it comes a peace of mind, too, knowing that the Suburban can handle um, any weather that we might get stuck in. Yeah. You don't want to be stuck in the middle of nowhere with four kids, let alone three of them. Very little. Yeah, it it would be bad. Um, The other nice thing is the Suburban... um, The Suburban uh, heats up a lot faster than the minivan did as well. So, um, like heating up the inside of the vehicle, the minivan, we were like half an hour, the Suburban, it's like 10 minutes, maybe. I think I'm exaggerating the minivan. Minivan wasn't terrible, but the Suburban, it just feels like it'll get warm really, really quickly. But anyway, um, I digress. (laughs) Um, yeah, so with the Suburban, we have a lot more packing room, a lot more power behind it, a lot more peace of mind, um, yeah, so okay, now we're we're we've covered entertainment, we've covered the vehicles. How do we travel? Like when we get there, what what do we where do we sleep? How do we sleep? Um we've talked about this. If we haven't we haven't made a lot of trips recently, but in the future we would much I mean everybody I'm sure would prefer to find like maybe an Airbnb or a hotel or someplace that we're not taking the triplets to because they're just too crazy too much to handle yeah um they get too overstimulated they're they oddly have a pretty calm environment at home 
So traveling stresses them out and they're cranky. Yeah. And so it would be, ideally, it would be nice to have a place to go where they're by themselves, no um, family, just us that they recognize and um, could have some downtime, really. Yeah, people we've stayed with down there and those that come up here, there's a noticeable difference. They they bring a lot of anxiety with them when we leave the house. The At, triplets, not family. <laughs> right. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> the triplets bring a lot of anxiety. Yeah. So when people come up to visit that we've stayed with, you can see that there's not the same anxiety here as it is when we take them out of our house. When we visit down there. There we go. <laughs> I'm so good at English. Um <laughs> So uh, that's that's one of the biggest concerns. And not that people aren't nice, but I don't know if I've heard anybody complain, but you can just see. Oh, yeah. They're super nice, but yeah, you they, show up. they're stressful. And yeah. there is a stress of them not being in their environment and they can get to things and they right. touch uh, everything and get into everything. And so it stresses someone out to have them over, um, which... It makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it's it, normal. <laughs> this isn't a we're blaming people. No, not at all. We totally understand. And we would have, we'd be just as stressed. Like, seriously, we get to somebody's house and within like three minutes of talking to them, you can see the gray hairs coming out of their head <laughs> as as the boys are running around screaming and grabbing everything. Start putting their valuables up. Yeah. Unplugging <laughs> <laughs> things. Yeah. Th this is not a bash on family. This is on anybody, really. This is, this is just how they are yeah they 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 live in an environment we we could either baby proof like a room or we can barricade the room and that's we've talked about this in the past that's what we did with the kitchen we barricaded it and so that's the kind of environment they live in we yeah um so when we travel it takes a toll on anyone we visit anyone we stay with um i would imagine they they take some um talking down before we get there just okay the triplets are coming how do we handle this I, what do we put away um they, I, i'm sure they go through it uh, I, I would love to ask someone i wonder if i wonder if anyone would be completely honest with us about what they go through though um <laughs> yes oh feel bad yeah and, I, and the people have been so kind to let us stay with them i, I think Okay, we've stayed with my family, your family, and um, Stringham's. Yeah. I think that's everybody, right? Yeah. So my sister and um, both of our parents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, obviously also the boys are locked in at night when they sleep. When we when they were younger, we would just take a twin porta crib and a single porta crib. Two would share the twin, and then one would be in a single um, and that's obviously not going to work. Yeah. Well, that worked for the first trip or two. And then we went to three porta cribs. Yeah. And that worked great. They. Yeah. For a couple of years. They didn't necessarily care for them. They did feel different. They, they got used to their own beds. And so at night it was harder. They would wake up more. Yeah. And cry and need to be cuddled and go back to sleep. Um, when did we find out they could climb out of those? I was going to say, oops. Sorry, that was loud. That's all right. Because um, <laughs> um, like with Nika, with Nika's, it was hilarious. We were at Janae's parents' house. It was Christmas. 
and um, <laughs> we're asleep. I, I want to say we were on the floor, maybe on an air we were, mattress. We were in a bed. Were we in a bed? Yeah. And all of a sudden, Nika climbs in bed with us, and I'm I'm exhausted. We just traveled that day. And I remember thinking, like, why would Janae get Nika out of the bed? Like, we were thinking the same thing. Like, why would you bring her in bed with us? And it wasn't until, like, the third time we realized, oh, she she's climb climbing out. out. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's Nika. Yeah, but what was the boys? I don't remember when we found out the boys could climb out. Um, They climbed out at your parents' house. We were staying with them that time. And we go in there, and they had the diapers out everywhere and baby right. powder all over the room they love baby powder yes they do you know one of these days you and i should get a thing of baby powder not in a house like out in the middle of nowhere and see what it's like just throw baby powder <laughs> throw at it each everywhere other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, i'd imagine it's a lot like the chalk festival oh that's What's true that called? i don't know i don't know what that's called anyway uh, <laughs> um yeah but that was the the first time they got out of the portal cribs that's when traveling became very difficult right yeah now um there were some other trips that we made like uh, uh we went to a cabin with my family mm-hmm. and that trip was difficult because we got there and the room we stayed in didn't get warm enough cold. at night yeah. yeah and so they all got sick yeah it was rough and it was the thanksgiving day yeah it was thanksgiving day that we got there and um so we went out and bought a heater the next day and I didn't think about it, but it's Black Friday, so we got this amazing deal on this <laughs> on this uh, radiant heater, and that saved the day. And so um, we kind of got well, not kind of, we got in the habit of always packing a, a heater, heater whenever we go anywhere. Um, we could either keep their room warm, or we could keep our. We even do it at home. We keep their room warm, or we could keep our house heater on all night long, which. Matt and I both like it colder when we sleep, so yeah. it was a lot easier just to have the boys' room heated. Well, and it's a lot cheaper too. With on the settings we use, it draws. I think it's like okay uh, when it's running, it's about four hundred watts. It stays on for like twenty minutes every hour, so it really doesn't draw that much power. Um, so it's a lot cheaper too than heating the whole house, mm-hmm. um, and it just keeps an even warm temperature. Yeah. Um, so that, that's something we've gotten in the habit of. And then we also carry, well, so we, we've used this, um, this baby monitor app on, uh, it's on the iOS environment and I'm sure there's an equally amazing one on the Android environment, but the one we used was, is called cloud baby monitor. When we bought it, it was called best baby monitor. And I think they should never have changed their name because I agree with it. it is the best baby we've had. We've tried out some really nice baby monitors and they just don't hold a candle to this app. It was such a good baby monitor. It'll make play white noise. You could set up playlists um, from your music that's on there and it'll play through them. The first generation, do you remember the first generation of it? Um, yes. It, <laughs> a lot of question there. <laughs> um, you could set it so if it heard the baby crying and you could specify like oh, yes. 30 seconds, one minute, five minutes, something like that. It would call a phone. Yeah, like it, would, it could call any phone. So and I loved that feature, but that's not there anymore. And that was such a cool feature. Um, but it, it, in all fairness, when we first got it, I mean, so few people had smartphones. It wasn't super common. Yeah. 
We first got it when Nico was a baby. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, um, so we still used that up until I think this year or last year traveling um, because we've uh, for white noise and things like that just to keep, you know, the ambient noise the same in their rooms. But since we've upgraded to or upgraded, transitioned over to whatever you want to call it, um, the Amazon Echo, we uh, we pack those with us. Um, and those have been really nice. What's really cool is they'll, they remember Wi-Fi's that they've been to. Now, most electronics do, but I just didn't think something that inexpensive would would do such a good job. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the boys, uh, they learned to get out of their cribs or their porta cribs And that was miserable. Um, I don't remember how we came upon our solution. We talked about like getting tents or sewing well, tents. We, I think we've only traveled once since they have been able to get out of their... Twice. The two weddings we used the same okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. So we we haven't traveled much uh, since then. And I think for a while afterward, just because we were so exhausted by the end of that trip, uh, I don't think we slept at all once they could get out. And That's so, um, as we were planning to go down again, we went down for a wedding and, um, we were like, okay, we have to think through this. We have to figure out a way to keep them in the porta crib, whether, whether it is putting something over it or, um, yeah, <laughs> or putting them in something else altogether. We, we talked about just a tent, Yeah, but like did, that wouldn't have backpacking. Worked. Uh, yeah, it might have, but I think they would have destroyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we just went over all these different options. And what we settled on is actually really simple. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a mosquito net. We put a mosquito net over the top, and then we, <laughs> we zip-tied poles to the sides, to one of the sides of the porter crib. Originally, we were going to put, like, I think it was one on each side. So it was, like, the... A, cube or whatever mm -hmm. uh, quadrilateral but we only needed one yeah we, wanted we also to... wanted them to be able to stand up so yes that was a thing because we didn't want them to have to like be hunched over crying because that just sounds they would have been mad and yeah, it doesn't sound humane <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so we wanted them to be able to stand up so we wound up putting that on there throwing the the mosquito net over it and then we use those ratcheting uh i think they're called come alongs they're um they're used to like tie downs um to ratchet it to the sides of the of the porta crib and so they couldn't climb out and if i'm being honest they loved it like, it worked great yeah they didn't like that they were stuck inside the second time they were more mad about it than the first but, time the first time they, they seemed to actually really like having like a tent like thing and yeah it looked like a tent over there yeah um and everything was tied to the outside so there's no nothing inside that mm -hmm. for them to get tangled in or whatever in fact one of them tried to get out and wound up creating a pocket on the side because he, <laughs> he couldn't get stuck. out <laughs> um i remember he was crying we got in there and then he started laughing like oh he's not in pain he was just mad, mad. <laughs> yes um so that's how we solved them getting out and honestly i recommend it for anyone it worked really really well and what did they cost us like Oh yeah, the nets were cheap, like ten bucks, fifteen. Oh, I think it was less than ten. I was, I was thinking it was like seven a piece or something oh, like that. Then, yeah, they're really cheap. And honestly, okay, so it's the I don't remember the brand name. 
it's a really cheap camping brand name. But if we were if we were willing to have waited, because we needed them quick, mm-hmm. uh, you could get them for as little as like a dollar fifty a piece. So, oh yeah, yeah. But the, I think that the delay was like a month or something like that. Oh. So if we were quicker, we could have saved like twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a last minute idea. Like we were coming up with all these ideas. We're yeah. trying to figure out a way to design all these different ideas. And then that one, I think we came up with like only a week or two weeks before we had left. We're like, oh, this is it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so we needed them fast. Well, we needed something simple, something durable. Uh, we were worried that they'd be able to rip the nets. Uh-huh. And so we did, I think it was two weeks before we got them and we tested them out and I pulled on them like, I can't rip them. They'll be fine. And mm-hmm. they lasted. So yeah, there, I think by the end of the last trip, there was a hole in two of them, but yeah. that's from the, the ratcheting thing. Yeah. yeah. It would catch it and rip them. But, um, yeah. So sleeping is kind of solved or was solved. Honestly, I have no idea how they'd handle that now. I think they'd be furious yeah. if we were to try that now. We don't know how we would travel right now just because they're also taller now. Yeah. I don't think they would comfortably fit into a port crib Yeah. And so. We had even talked about, oh, remember we were, look, the, the hanging hammocks. Yes. We were going to do. I still think it's a cool idea, but it would, it would have been awful. Buying cheap hammocks and creating like three pods that are suspended eight feet in the air using a two by fours on the sides. And a, uh, I think we were going to go with a galvanized steel pipe because it would be able to hold them across it. And so they would sleep in these three pods. Um, <laughs> I think that they would have been mad. I don't know. And I'm glad we didn't go with that. It was so complex and... We were going to zip tie them in at night. Oh, yeah. yeah. So obviously when we travel, there has to be a ton of planning to compensate for what our kids may or may not do. (laughs) We have a special guest with us. We've got his fingers stuck in a cord. Calvin, can you say hi? Say hi. No, he's feeling a little crummy. Okay. Well, um, to keep packing straight, we've, we've used an app. Uh, it's called Trello and um, that's been awesome because we can have I can have different lists in it and it could check it off as we go Um, and we I don't think we've had a trip that we have forgot oh 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 oh. something's Calvin don't touch Is it still going? Yeah, it's still going. Okay. Actually, I think it was just the headphone that he grabbed, so it was probably recording just fine through that. Okay. We got um, buzzing. So I don't think we have. Um. What? Anyway, um. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Trello app. To explain that, it's a um, a project board app. Do you want to explain that a little bit more? I don't know what you mean by that. Explain Trello. Oh, um, I, I thought I did. So you can create lists and then within each list you can create a checklist and um, you can check things off as things are packed and so you can physically see where you are and what you still need and how to pack it and I don't think we have forgotten anything major on, on any trip, surprisingly. Yeah. We, that's, 
how we remember to bring everything. Um, yeah, and also you can assign things to different people and they get alerted like, hey, you're in charge of this. Um, I've used it at work, uh, at two jobs now. And um, uh, we've used it. In our, actually, to be honest, I think we started using it about a year after we got married because um, we were using it before Nika came around. Um, so we've been using it over, about nine years. We love it. It's it's free for those who are wondering. Um, but yeah, um, so Trello, we use that to create lists on what we need to pack. And yeah, it's been really nice. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, so I had different lists for, I had a list for Nika or have a list for Nika. I have one for the boys and then within the boys you can create different categories and checklists within the categories. So at the beginning we had um, kitchen stuff that we needed to remember or we had um, the packing the diaper bag versus packing their luggage. Yeah, there's two. Um, And what else? Oh, bedding. We had a different list for bedding and what we would need for that. They have a blanket that they sleep with that they are just accustomed to that they can't sleep without, and they each have their own stuffed animal. So that would be an example of what we would put on the bedding. Um, And the kitchen list was really big when they were little. We had to remember bottles, formula, um, sippies as they got older, baby food as they got older, um, we went through a stage where they needed um, pedi-shirt, pedi-shirt, sure. I'm not sure. It's a, the fattening one. Yeah, they needed pedi-shirt um, to fatten them up, and they, they did that for almost a year, right? Or I thought it was almost two years. Oh, I don't remember. I think it was about a year. Everything for the last four years has been like a blur for us. This podcast <laughs> is more for our sake for later on than it is for you guys. Uh, um, yeah. And- anyways, they had pediatrician uh, to fatten them up. And it was prescribed almost. It was like a prescription. They it was had, a prescription. Yeah. they. It was part of their diet that they needed. I think it was two a day. So... I mean, this isn't necessarily what we were going to talk about, but basically what's happened is the boys are growing taller than they can gain weight. And um, they move around a lot, so they don't keep on any weight. They're just running everywhere. There's no reason to walk when you can run. That seems to be our boys' motto without knowing it. Um, But um, (laughs) – and little Calvin's right here. Um, Oh, do you see the numbers? Is that what it is? Numbers. Yeah, there's it's counting, it's huh? Two. Lots of force. Lots of force. So the doctors were just concerned because they couldn't gain weight fast enough. So that's where we were prescribed that to try and help them pack on the weight. <laughs> Um, but uh when we were when the boys were on a bottle at the peak we were doing 12 bottles at night for the most part we did nine at night um but there was about i think it was like two months maybe three months that they were drinking four bottles a night so four Mm -hmm. times three is 12 (laughs) yep so we'd Um, have to pack all of those and then the cleaning supplies for it yeah uh, we had different ways of cleaning each bottle 
that was easier, different scrubbers. Um, we had, I don't know what it's called, the baby milk um, shampoo, not shampoo, um, dish soap. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it's called either. It's a it's a non-toxic and it doesn't mess with your, like, okay, gross fact. If you were to consume dish soap, you would get the runs. Um, <laughs> but this stuff... Um, he can't hear you whispering. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, this stuff. The, <laughs> Calvin, we're recording this. <laughs> excuse you. Say, excuse me. Oh, do you want down? Do you want down? Okay, hold on. This stuff, um, I don't remember if it was marketed as such or if somebody on YouTube showed it, but somebody consumed half a cup of this liquid soap for bottles and uh, had no repercussions. It was pretty cool stuff. It's designed for... Oh. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Yeah, it is kind of a gross thing, but... Don't touch. <laughs> it's blue. It's blue, yeah. Blue. So, um, yeah, when it comes to packing, if we had forgotten anything, okay. we would have to buy it again. Um, and, and Or we'd be out and... Nope. My goodness, he is loud. <laughs> uh, the formula they nope, were on. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> the formula they were on was very specialty formula as well uh, because they had to gain weight faster. And so we had to pack that and we had to prepare the right amount knowing how much they would go through. How much would they go through of one of those containers? Do you remember? In like a day? Yeah. Uh, we got to a can and a half. Okay. And so we were given them for free because of a study they were part of. Um, otherwise, was it 45 or $75? It wasn't free. It was covered through insurance because of the special no, so order was, that they needed. That was the first one they put us on. The other one was an experimental one. I don't remember that. Oh. Anyway, um, when it finally came, or I guess it was in market, but it was something, was it 45 or 75 a can? It was super expensive. No, it wasn't that high. It was like 27. Oh, maybe we're not talking about the same stuff then. Oh. We'll figure that out and talk about it in another episode maybe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so we just had to make sure that we had everything we needed when we traveled. And so Trello has been a huge help. This is not sponsored by Trello <laughs> at all. So the last thing we wanted to cover was what to do when kids are sick and traveling or what we've done. I don't. We honestly, I don't feel qualified to tell other people how to how to deal with sick kids. Um, I can only think of two times that they've been sick while traveling, like seriously sick. They seem to always get a cold or something when we travel, but um, the cabin, they oh, got yes. a really bad cold. And that was the first night we got there and we were there three nights? Um, yes. Was I think it three so. nights. It was a longer stay. And they were only like six months old. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty young. It's probably why it, it felt so bad, just because they were really little. They couldn't really breathe, and um, they weren't eating very well, and so they were really making us nervous. And uh, the cabin was three hours away from home. No, it's like four and a half hours away. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. further. So we were 
nervous because we were far enough away that it wasn't just a quick, we could take him into our doctor if we, yeah. Yeah. And not just that, because they were sick all night, we were up all night, so we were exhausted. And um, I think it was Mary and my mom, because I think Anna was still on, she was still in the Philippines. I think she was on her mission. No, they brought, she came home when the boys were born. They had to leave to go pick her up the day they were born. That's right. Okay, yeah, so she was there. I I don't remember who it was then. Maybe it was Anna and my mom. Maybe it was all three of them, Mary, my mom, and Anna. But um, they they took them, I think it was the The last last night night we were there, so we could finally sleep. Sleep to drive home. (laughs) Yeah, which was really nice of them. Um, But, yeah, it's just, it was rough. Um, But that one can't hold a candle to was it christmas christmas not this last christmas the year before yeah we were at janae's parents house and they got this awful flu i mean just like stomach bug flu where they were throwing up constantly. constantly yeah uh they would they would calm down for maybe 20 minutes or so and then throw up again and um they were pale and dehydrated and um yeah it was it was kind of scary um that would have made them two no yeah were they two they would have been two they would have been two you're right so they were still really little and um their communication wasn't good still yeah and after throwing up after well let me try that again um we found out with nika uh, years prior that after throwing up um, a couple of times I think it was like three or four times as a toddler in one day they're dehydrated enough that they it's possible they need to be hospitalized yeah they they, they can't recoup on their own um, they well they can't recoup quickly on their own but mm-hmm. um, so we were toying with the idea of just taking all three to the emergency room like they were very dehydrated yeah we couldn't get anything in them they wouldn't eat um they wouldn't if they drank anything even water or even the one people say it's seven up or you know that calm a stomach they would throw it up right away Ginger ale is what I'd grown up with. We, we've had this talk a lot, right. actually. I grew up with... If you Every a, family has something for yeah, when you're throwing up. Ginger some, ale, 7-Up. Some up. soda that you drink that it's the magic soda. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we tried those and nothing. And um, <laughs> one of them threw up into my mouth at one point. Ugh. That was pleasant. Um, uh, it was so rough. And Janae's parents were just right there to help us every way every step of the way yep we didn't move you couldn't with three throwing up you know how it is with one baby throwing up you just kind of hold them and are there for them with all three throwing up we just we didn't get off the couch we had to sit there all day we had two different buckets i think that we'd rotate between my poor dad would like 
go rinse out one bucket and come back. And by that time, the <laughs> next bucket was needed to be cleaned out. So he was like running in circles. Well, and then your mom, I think, washed every set of clothing I brought with me because they <laughs> keep throwing up on me. The blanket, sheets, uh-huh. pillows, even their stuffed animals. Um, yeah, it was it was bad. It was and really bad. Um, and so we were holding them. Well, this is what's funny to me is you and I and your dad were holding them almost the whole time. Like your mom did occasionally, um, but she was <laughs> she had so much stuff to clean because they were throwing up on everything. She had a full time job in and of itself. But the those of us who were holding the kids didn't get sick. Didn't get the. But yeah, we didn't everybody get it. else there claimed to get sick. I mean, we have theories that maybe the boys didn't bring it. We got it from somebody there and they were spreading it. But another theories. We'll Who never, knows where. And you'll never be able to prove anything one way or another. Um, but yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. Um, and we saw a little window the day we were planning to leave. And we're like, let's just go for it. Let's just go home. This mm-hmm. is miserable. Because um, I think we stayed two days longer than we planned yeah. to. Or... Maybe it was just one day. No, I want to say we stayed two. um, I'm trying to remember what it was because we didn't stay for them for those two days. There was an event happening or somebody was coming over. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But we we knew we couldn't travel with them like that. Yeah. There's no way we could have had them in the car. Not only were they really bad at communication, even for their age, um, there's no way we would have been able to give them something to throw up into we'd be there'd be no point in driving we'd be pulling over every 20 minutes to clean up a mess yeah and if you've made that drive there are long stretches where there aren't places to pull over every 20 right. minutes to clean up that <laughs> right. mess um yeah so we we saw our window and we quickly left and yeah. we got to idaho falls before nika threw up I think we were only like 10 minutes from home. So it was the exit at the south side of Idaho Falls. Okay. Because I, I just remember thinking like, we're that's convenient. There. We're like 30 minutes from home. This is nothing. Like, uh, And she she had misplaced the the cup that we gave her to throw uh-huh. up into. So, it so got, she missed. It was everywhere. <laughs> It was a mess. It was gross. Um, but yeah, we made it home and she was sick for another day or two. Yeah. The boys were well through that whole trip. Yeah. They were lethargic when we got back. Mm-hmm. Drank a ton of water uh, as soon as they could. They were just drinking water like, yeah. We did, I think we did uh, Pedialyte. We did do Pedialyte and some Gatorade as well. Yeah. But they, I mean, they were just water bottle after water bottle it was yeah as soon as they started feeling just a little bit better they were thirsty yeah and i'm surprised they were able actually to to hydrate that's the word yeah um hydrate themselves again without medical help just because they seem so far gone yeah uh, yeah it was yeah it was amazing but um yeah so you just kind of ride the waves when they hit you yeah um, it's not easy to travel with sick kids. It doesn't matter how many or you have. It's never going to be easy. And they're cranky and they want you to hold them. Even if you have help, even if you have family, um, you're the one that's not going to be able to sleep at night. It, it's just difficult all the way around. Yeah. Um, and 
you just kind of roll with it, like Matt said. But that's why we've kind of sworn off traveling for the next little bit. <laughs> I, it, nothing against anyone. It, well, except the boys. Um, I think we've only traveled twice the last year, right? Yeah, because we didn't go anywhere for Thanksgiving. We didn't go. We stayed here for Christmas. Um, it was nice. We didn't worry about it. But also the boys, this winter has been rough. The boys seem to constantly get sick. Uh, anything that shows up in the community, Nika brings home from school. and Right, with her being in school now. Um, but they, the community has been, like our area has been hit with sickness really bad this last winter. Yeah. And so um, we've gotten it a lot. And the boys, I feel like, catch almost anything out there. Um, so... That's another story, I guess. Yeah. So when it comes to travel, the key things that we focus on are comforts. Entertainment is in there. So comforts um, and then packing efficiently but thoroughly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you have to prepare for things that you hope you don't have to prepare for. Really, it's just... Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. You'd rather find yourself in a situation... Where you know, you'd rather come home and think, I'm glad I didn't need these things than find yourself in a situation where you're like, I needed those. I mean, just it's rough. It can be rough. Um, it's always fun to see them playing with their cousins, though. It's fun to see them playing with their aunts and grandmas and grandpas and uncles. Sorry. I'm excluding <laughs> all the men for some reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Women play with them more. I guess. But it is fun to see them around family, but... I honestly like we're to a point right now where it's not worth it yet. Yeah. Worth it might be sound harsh. It's not, it's not easy. (laughs) Yeah. It's very difficult right now. I don't know how we travel right now. They bring a lot of stress even at home. They get into everything. They figure everything out. Um, They, they're they're just hard right now. Yeah. They're right on that cusp of being able to convey not perfectly, but very well, those things they want. Um, they're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. And I think once we get there, traveling will be easier. Once they can can say, um, I'd like I'd like more baby carrots. <laughs> and we need to get to a point where we can lay them down and they will eventually fall asleep. Kids yeah. don't fall asleep right away, but they will stay in bed. Having to lock them in to keep to make them go to sleep doesn't work traveling no and it it won't there's no easy way to do that now especially since i don't think they'll fit in porter cribs anymore yeah those are out so it'll be inflatable mattresses and that won't be those will be trampolines in no time oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh If you know us, you can contact us on Facebook or by email. Uh, You're always welcome to talk to us in person. We're talkative people. But thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.